Hey, Jen Banks here. This is the podcast A is for Adversity, and I'm going to talk about being more intentional about our thoughts and our goals so we can make our lives happen instead of letting life happen to us. This is episode number 10, Integrity. And again, I'm cycling through my amazing sponsors. So the sponsor for this episode is Ken Fernandes. He and his wife recently bought Lee's Candies in Boise, Idaho, so definitely check them out. And if you don't live in Boise, follow them on Instagram, and they'll do giveaways every so often and can ship it to you. I've broken this episode into two parts, being true to your beliefs and being true to yourself. So first, being true to your beliefs. Our beliefs come from our religion, and again, These are just thoughts. You cannot prove religious things in a court of law necessarily, but we hold on to them because they serve us. Being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has served me very well. I love my testimony and practice my beliefs because of the person that it makes me and the feelings that it generates. Even if you don't belong to a certain religion, oftentimes people will have a moral compass. This could come from the way they were raised or life experiences that they've had. Either way, I like to think humans are generally good. An interesting thought that I heard recently is that many times we have choices between the good and the good. Two very good things that either one we choose could take us down a very good path. Those are very hard decisions because they're both good. We often find ourselves stuck in those situations And that's an entirely different episode on decisiveness. Back to the good and the bad as we know it with integrity or choosing from right and wrong. Many of us have core experiences as children that shape us into the person that we become and our feelings on telling the truth or adhering to moral principles. When I was about seven years old, my family was renting a home in Rexburg, Idaho, and we lived next to an elderly lady We hadn't lived there very long, and I was riding my bike in the neighborhood. It was close to Christmas time, but there must not have been very much snow because obviously I was riding my bike, and I knocked down a decorative candy cane in the yard of this elderly woman. I came home and put my bike away, and I told my mom what had happened. She made me go over to the elderly woman's house and tell her what I'd done. Understandably, I was very nervous to do this. I didn't want to go admit what I'd done to this lady. And in my seven-year-old mind, it was awful and I was not prepared to confess it. But I did as my mother told me and I went and talked to her. And she was very sweet. She was totally understanding and wasn't even mad. And I remember also that that Christmas, she came over and personally gave me a gift. So that was one of those moments that really instilled integrity in me. Right now, while my husband is looking for a job, I am working at Macy's grocery store part-time. At the location where I work, we have a lot of shoplifters. (laughs) This is unfortunate because a lot of these people probably need the things that they're stealing and don't see any other way out of it. And while that's no excuse, it helps us understand them a little bit more. The other day, I caught two shoplifters in one night. One woman had her coat over some items and she said that she was waiting for her husband. Well, her husband never came and she looked kind of suspicious and I watched her walk out the door with her cart and I walked up to her and asked her if she had her receipt. She was frantically looking in her bag for it and said, uh, I'll be right back. And sure enough, she never came back. The other shoplifter 
was at the self-checkout where I was watching and he was scanning one item but putting two or three in his bag at a time. And a lot of times we don't have the weight monitor on because it causes more problems than it solves. And so instead we just watch really closely what each person is buying and doing. But because I noticed that this man was doing this, I turned on the weight regulator and all of a sudden unexpected item in bagging area came up. And so I walked over to him and was trying to help him. And I eventually said, oh, let's just start the transaction over. And and I explained that the self-checkouts could be rather finicky at times. And he was just kind of nervously chuckling, but I started it all over. And sure enough, he ended up having 13 items instead of five. You've all heard the story of Honest Abe and how his integrity was more important than money. There's a quote by Albert Einstein that says, what is right is not always popular and what is popular is not always right. I remember hearing a story in Young Women's in talking about integrity and the leader explained that if we were in a situation where we wanted to give a compliment to someone, we should make sure that it's something true and factual. For example, if someone came up to us and said, look at this dress I made, and if you don't necessarily like it or think that it's cute, you could say something along the lines of, wow, you must have spent hours on that. That way you're still telling the truth, but not hurting someone's feelings. It's interesting to see in our world that sometimes tact has become more important than truth. I know my husband sees this when he's applying for jobs. Many times he never hears back from them and maybe it's because the person feels bad telling him that he hasn't gotten the job or maybe the employer has just gotten busy, but still I feel like it's important to get back to someone about things like that. I feel like it's about being true to your word. There's a quote that says, trust is like an eraser. It gets smaller and smaller every time you make a mistake. Do you keep your promises? Do you stick to your word? I'm sure we've all heard our friends say, oh, let's hang out sometime, or oh yeah, we should do this together, and it never happens. I feel like that's part of being truthful. If you say you're going to do something, do it, or don't make the plans in the first place. There's a Yiddish proverb that says, a half-truth is a whole lie. Okay, moving on to being true to yourself. This can also be known as having your own back or standing up for yourself. If you look up the definition of integrity... There's a second definition that we don't often focus on, and it says the state of being whole, entire, or undiminished. So this is more talking about structural integrity. If you sit on a chair, you expect it to be structurally sound or to have integrity and not to fall apart when you put your weight on it. Or a dresser, you expect the drawers to work or your clothes to be held. Does it function as designed? So I really like that definition when thinking of being true to ourselves. So how can we be more true to ourselves? Well, I'm going to go through the three C's of being true to yourself that I made up. (laughs) So the first is confidence. The second is commitment. And the third is compassion. So first, confidence. Confidence comes from your thoughts, not your results. And I know it's tempting to look at your results and then feel confident, but really, The feeling of confidence is generated by the thought that you think. And it takes practice to move from a lack of confidence to confidence because we have to rewire our brains. Our brains are so efficient and they like to do the same thing over and over and over again. So if you have thoughts that are not as confident, that's how you will feel. If you have thoughts that are confident, then you'll feel confident. And we reinforce our thoughts by finding evidence that they're true or true to us. 
There's a quote by Harold B. Lee that says, Stay true in the dark and humble in the spotlight. In the episode BU, I talked about affirmations. This is a great way to generate more confidence in your life. Recently, my sister shared on her Instagram a page that she follows, and it's I am dot affirmations. And I have fallen in love with this page. There are so many affirmations on this page that you can borrow and use to generate more confidence. I'm going to read a few that jumped out to me when I was looking, but again, they're close to 400, so I really encourage you to go check it out. I am doing my best and that is enough. I am in charge of my thoughts. I can create my own positive energy. I am comfortable in my own skin. I am open to limitless possibilities. I am my best source of motivation. I am exactly where I'm meant to be. I only compare myself to myself. I trust the process of life. Find one that resonates for you and write it down and say it to yourself in the mirror or in the car or wherever you're at to instill more confidence. Number two, commitment. When you make a choice, do you own it? I like this challenge because it reminds us not to look back or second guess. I recently heard about benchmark goals. This is where you make smaller goals and then kind of check in at the end of each goal as you're working towards the bigger goal. For example, me in this podcast, I've told myself that I'm going to make 27 episodes, the introduction, plus one for every letter of the alphabet. And so then at the end of this season, I will check in and see how things are going, see if I want to keep going. But that way I've stuck to my word. I'm going to make it to that goal no matter what. And then I can reevaluate. I can change things. I can move forward in a different way if that's what I choose. If you're making a business goal, set a benchmark so that no matter what, you've trusted what you've decided on and you're going to stick to it until you reach that benchmark goal. You're not going to look back. That way you won't be stuck or slowed down. You'll just be able to make it to your goal. In this process, challenges will come. Don't add shame to negative thoughts that creep in. Be prepared to say to yourself, I'm not doing that anymore. I have my own back. Set boundaries and stick to them. Whether this is morally or physically or emotionally, Right now, my boundary with dessert is to only have it with each meal. That way, I won't be snacking on chocolate throughout the day. And so far, I've stuck to it. This isn't to say that I can never make mistakes because I know I'm human and I will be nice to myself when that happens. But for the most part, I am sticking to what I've said. To end this little micro part, I'm going to share a quote by Sherry Dew. And she says, influence the world rather than be influenced by the world. So number three, compassion. And this goes right along with what I was just saying in the last section. Be kind to yourself. You wouldn't let your friends say mean things to themselves if they said, oh, I'm so dumb. You would say, oh, don't talk to yourself like that. It should be the same for you. And if people don't have your back, that's okay. You have your own back. Say to yourself, I've got you. The section was short and sweet, but the quote to go along with it is, live in such a way that if anyone should speak badly of you, no one would believe it. To recap, the ways you can become more true to yourself are by confidence, commitment, and compassion. The weekly wisdom is this. No matter how plain a woman may be, if truth and loyalty are stamped on her face, all will be attracted to her. And that's by Eleanor Roosevelt. Have a great week, and if you like what you hear, please remember to share this with your friends and family.